I also have to blame myself that I, um, well, if anyone that listens try to go back to our old episodes, they're all deleted because I forgot to switch over our IP to a new streaming platform. So <laughs> we're going to have to re-upload a few of those that I have saved. But for right now, um, we'll just consider this season two, you know, episode one. And uh, <laughs> you will keep pushing from there. But yeah, I wanted to, you know, check it with you. I know we talked a little bit before uh, the podcast and stuff. And, you know, just wanted to check it with you about this, you know, updates, updates you want to give to anyone listening, you know, because I know you finished the New York State Bar, so congrats sure. on that. Thank you, um, thank you. And, you know, I know you told me a little bit, but, I mean, what what are you doing now, now that you're freshly out of law school? I'm working at a bakery slash deli for now, just until I get the results back. But at least, like, keep myself busy. Like, can't stay home too much longer, man. <laughs> yeah. I've never spent that much time at home in my life. Even COVID, everything, <laughs> never been home so much. Dang. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot, dude. I mean, like, what? Um, what's next for you? Are you thinking sports law, staying in that realm? Um, are you kind of looking at anything? Or, like, how, have you thrown your resume out there yet? Or is it all kind of just, like, you're just kind of waiting for that bar uh, uh, result? Yeah, I think I'm just going to wait for the results. Maybe, like take like two three weeks maybe to like just relax and like see what's out there kind of but i really want to do trademark and copyright but try to do that like in the sports field or sports entertainment field yeah like in my head right now i don't know if too many places do it but i would really want to do ip for college athletes like try if if an athlete wants to make their own brand or want like a slogan trademarked or anything, it would be really cool to work with them doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that, man. I mean, that's really like, that's a great goal to have. And I mean, it's easy. It's easily attainable. You have like the yeah. network and resources for it, you know? Um, but I guess that's one thing too, that we were talking about before we recorded was just like how, interesting it is that we have to wait so long well i mean i didn't have to take the bar but i know (laughs) (laughs) i do know i have friends that have taken the bar in other states i was telling you about my friend that was in california and it took him like (laughs) almost half a year to get his you know results back and for me and, and it's like the same thing like people will maybe wonder like dang he went to law school and now he's working outside of the field you know, but it's like we have to wait for those results if we exactly. want to know what we want to do next. Because like it would be night like network network wise, it's pretty good to like talk to people and stuff, do that type of stuff. But if I'm gonna apply to a job and be like, hey, I won't know for two months, they're probably not gonna hire me, or right. they're gonna make me wait for it anyway. So it's just a two month gap where I'm doing absolutely nothing. It's kind of like a waste of time. It's like a little frustrating, but it kind of makes sense because I think they have to, like, I think the whole thing is on a curve. So, like, hey, rather than take their time, like, make sure, like, we get a correct score instead of people, like, read through our essays and just put whatever mark. So, it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, the whole balance is kind of like frustrating a little bit. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. I feel like, you know, 
I know which one is definitely worse, but I was gonna, in my head, I'm like, I wonder which one is worse to do. Not taking the bar, but then having to apply right away or taking the bar <laughs> and then applying later. And it's easily taking the bar and applying later. However, <laughs> like for me, it was a different challenge for not taking it because um, for those that don't know, Wisconsin has a weird rule where if you went to a Wisconsin law school, you're automatically, you know, admitted into the bar as long as you pass the character and fitness exam. So as long as you're an upstanding citizen, I guess, <laughs> you can become a lawyer. Um, or not upstanding. There's somebody, you know, it is, it's, it's a blurred line. However, um, you know, for me, it was just like the stress of, okay, graduations, come, like the countdown of, okay, as soon as you graduate, I don't have a job. And that's just like, oh, like I need to apply ASAP. like to jobs now. Yeah. And then not not like after school, like you're doing classes, maybe a, a internship during your last semester, and you're applying to like 10, 15 jobs a week. Now oh, I knew some friends that were applying to jobs 10, 15 times a day. <laughs> oh my god. Like there were and people I mean that's wild. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a different type of stress. Like I said, I think the other way, if we were, like, you know, trying to study for the bar, that's a lot more stressful. But it's just a different type of stress when you're just, like, constantly applying to jobs. Yeah. And, you know, you're in constant competition with everyone at your school because no one there has to take a, the bar. So now you're in competition to get these jobs with everyone yeah. in, that, in the state. That's you know, crazy. yeah. So it's it's just a it's it's interesting, but um, but yeah, no, man. I'm I'm glad you're you're through it, and yeah. hopefully that's that's it, and you I can just so, move on with your with your life. <laughs> never have to. Oh my god, half that stuff. Never have to read again. I'll be so happy. No homework is great, man. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, this is. I I mean, shoot, I didn't even mean to get to this, but like. I mean, just like the difference of being a student and transitioning into real adulthood, like it's really strange, man. Like, oh, you know, like I, I mean, you're just now getting into it now, right? Yeah. I mean, but it's just like, I've been trying to adjust from not being a student, you know, kind of, I mean, obviously like we've been students for so many years. Yeah. So now like, that I'm just out in the real world and it's just work and go home. Like I have to figure out and zone back into the things I <laughs> like to do again, you know? And that's been the part that I think has been like toughest. And I feel like that's a part that's been, that's forgotten too for people that went to school for so long, you know? Cause we're so used to coming home and doing homework until practically until we go to sleep. So now if right. you go home, you're like, you can do whatever you want. It's like a whole new world. Yeah. Like, like hobbies and stuff yeah and, and and it makes me wonder i'm like damn like that that's a bit another big reason why i'm like man like the podcast it was a great thing and i think i need to take that on as like my hobby like i have friends that have podcasts and things like that and you know we had a good thing going and then like we both just got busy however like <laughs> once i realized that i have a good schedule now i have more time I'm just like, dang, like, that's another added piece that I like to do that, like, man, just start recording again. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just, it's it's been an interesting transition. But, um, 
I don't know. Do you want to get into some of this this NBA drama? I feel like that is so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of your your choice on where you want to go. I mean, we have John Morant. <laughs> um, oh, there's a lot. Oh we can start with that. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll introduce it as far as just John Morant. You know, star player for the Grizzlies. He's been in the news for. Quite a few things. And I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day, and it seems like all of this controversy with Jaw really started spiraling ever since he released his new sneaker shoe, like his new uh, Nike. Like, as soon as that win went on, like, right before All-Star break, right? And then he announced this sneaker with Nike, and instantly, like, four accusations about him came out. And then one was for punching a 17-year-old, uh, another one was what him. Well, the recent one was him flashing the gun in an yeah. Instagram video. Mm-hmm. Um, then he threatened a mall security or a worker at the mall because his mom was trying to buy shoes at finish line, which also brings up the like question: Why is your mom at finish line buying shoes when yeah. her son's John Morant? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. If she wanted Nikes, I'm sure Ja has yeah. someone in his phone where she could just get them in the mail the next day. Whatever. <laughs> um, so then he comes back with, like, a group of however many people to threaten this employee talking about, um, yeah, let me know. We'll find out when he gets off work or something like that. Um, yeah. So I don't even know where what, – what, what do you – how do we even dissect this? I mean, there's just so many things that he probably needs a new group of friends <laughs> <laughs> or he has to step up and say something to them because if your friends are getting you in trouble after signing with nike and he just signed a max contract you're going to blow away millions of dollars just to seem like a person that you're not like that's not that's definitely not worth it to me yeah especially I mean, you're he's the one with all the power he's the superstar He's the one who can tell his friends what to do and what not to do. Like, look at LeBron. Like, his friends are all either agents or part of teams all over the league. So, like, there's no reason why his friends can't do that or he can't do that for his friends. Yeah. I think um, it's like, like you said, I think the most important thing is, like, your circle is everything. The people that's around you is everything. And, you know, I don't know. See, that's the tough thing, too. Like, I I know some people that, like, I grew up with. They ended up going off to play professional ball wherever, you know, wherever it is. Maybe overseas, maybe G League, NBA, whatever. And a lot of those guys, they have their select group of friends that they grew up with. They And, and usually it's not more than, like, four to five guys yep. that they grew up with that is in their inner circle and that's like family for them. Right. Um, But then, and I haven't seen this as much, but I know it happens. And it seems like this is what's happening with jaw where he's trying to bring too many people over into his new life from his old life. If that's for a lack of a better term, but you know, it seems like he's trying to bring over too many with him. And like you said, he needs to figure out, he's going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations or, you know, 
maybe this isn't the healthiest thing, but he needs to kind of just dead some, uh, some, uh, you know, friendships, you know? Yeah, because if someone's giving him certain ideas or his friends are the ones that went to Foot Locker without him even knowing, you never know, acting on his behalf, and he's the one that looks bad. Yeah. He's going to have a hard conversation. And even, too, his dad acts up sometimes at games. So if it's starting from his dad and working its way down, that's definitely not, not a good thing. Yeah, I watched the clip today. Or I didn't watch the clip. I saw a caption of what Stephen A. was talking about today on TV about T. Morant, about his dad. Yeah. And pretty much was saying, like, and I've heard this before. How many times have you you heard your parents be like, I'm not one of your little friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it sounds like, I didn't hear the clip in full, but I it sounds like, uh, Stephen A was getting to the point of, you know, you he's not one of your friends. T. Morant can't continue to treat Ja as one of his friends. He needs to, like, have a real conversation with his son and be like, look, like, the things you're doing. You know, it's great that he's at the games. It's great that he's a, you know, he's, he's an active father, um, especially black father, you know, but it just seems like Jaws been kind of out of control behind the scenes and it's starting to come to light and he does have both of his parents in his life, I believe. So, you know, it's their responsibility to, you know, talk to their son, you know, if if it's anyone's responsibility, it's theirs. Yeah. Like give him that guidance or be that role model to show him what to do, what not to do. Not John Moran's dad. That's talking to Shannon Sharp during a Lakers game, trying to start, like he's smarter than that yeah but see that nice thing like sorry say that one more time like if your dad's starting arguments and fights at games and then he's the head of everything on the news then that's even worse yeah yeah it's like 100 percent. even lonzo ball's dad at a certain point calmed down like you never see him or hear anything about him in the news so like Pump the, all the way down. Yeah. Like and like and he's not even doing stuff that John Moran's dad's doing. Like he didn't really he kinda would start not really like fights, but like he would go on TV and say some stuff, some wild stuff. But not at not like John Moran's dad's doing or John Morant is doing. At least the Ball brothers never really got in trouble except for the Miller one when he stole the sunglasses when he was in college. Like Yeah, yeah. John Moran's a professional now. He like he's been in the league long enough to like know like what to do, what not to do. See, you bring up a good point too with uh bring up uh Lavar because mm-hmm. Lavar when he was at the games like you know it, and there's he's nothing quiet. wrong with what I think I like personally I do like T Morant courtside. I like seeing oh, his yeah. dad be right there. I think like you said though with the whole Shannon Sharp thing. That was just a weird instance. Yeah. I will give them both credit, though. They both pieced it up that same game. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, they let it, you know, go crazy. And a lot of the times, too, to shoot them more bail, the Morant family, like, the media kind of blows things up, too. Like, you know, oh. just because you see these two black men, like, being aggressive towards each other, like, in the midst of competition at that, like, doesn't mean they're going to come to blows or – they're yeah. gonna, you know, that it's gonna rise to something crazy. It could have could have been just that, where it was just like a disagreement, 
or it's just in the heat of the moment and then it ends there. You know, they're in a contained environment in an arena, you know, yeah. on on the floor. Like, there's not much that could have happened. Yeah. But um, like you said, though, to your point, it, it's it doesn't look great when your dad's acting out like that and you see that as a young, you know, uh, as a son, <laughs> and you see that and start to think that's okay, and it's clearly not. Um, so I guess Morant, to move forward, he's been suspended two games. So actually, it was supposed to be – it, it it's at least two games, but now they're saying that they don't have a timetable set on his return. Yeah, because the police are investigating – the gun, I guess, or what happened, or I guess maybe if the gun's legal or not legal. They haven't really yeah. said, but they just said they're investigating. So, yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, weird. Yeah, so I guess we'll just hopefully, have to stay tuned to that and see what happens. Yeah, hopefully that gun is legal. If it's not, yeah. he's really, he's really Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a part that, and, you know, again, like, he's making so much money, he has a lot to lose, but man, if it turned out where it was like, that's an unregistered weapon, and, you know, that's not even your name on the gun, and it's just this, and, like, man, because there's been, there's been two, I think three, at least three of these, of the four instances that we've heard accusations towards John Morant, they've all had guns attached to them. And then this video, like, comes out of him with a gun. It's like, is he just tone deaf? Does he just not care? Like, it's not even like someone, like, zoomed in and was like, oh, he has a gun, like maybe like a club like far away that like somehow got a picture of it he was the one who put it he wanted it shown yeah he wanted it on there like and that's like immediately after the stuff with him beating up the 17 year old because supposedly he like hit him like 12 times and then pulled a gun out on him yep like that's just horrible timing and like there's really no point to it especially on, like when so many kids look up to him, they're gonna look up to him and be like, "Oh, he has guns!" Like, come on. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because all of these situations they seem to have happened like over the course of the season, and maybe even seasons in the past. Yeah, so, I think that was the summer with the high school kid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. there's no way the team didn't know about this. Um, there's yeah, no way. No, yeah. They've known about all of this stuff, and I think they've just been sweeping it under the rug. Oh, 100%. They're like, oh, he's a star player. We got to make sure nothing happens. Because if they're hiding stuff in college, obviously they're going to do that in the NBA in a heartbeat. Bro, it's like very factual. But also think about it. Like, they didn't even – the team didn't even decide to suspend Ja until the Instagram video came out. Mm-hmm. So it's like if that if he never even did he was honestly living in such a contained bubble. That's how much they care about his well being. That like no matter what he was doing, they were like, you know, we'll handle it, we'll handle it. The PR team, whoever was running with <laughs> him, they were working overtime to cover all this stuff up. And then it just got to the point where he posts this live video exposing himself. And then now there's nothing they can do as a team. They have to suspend them now. 
Yeah. And like they they tried their best. To, it seems like they tried their best to cover it up, and he did it to Don't himself. So I'm what? wondering now what's next for him. Like, you know, were they the three seed right now? And the playoffs start soon. Like, yeah, we'd be able to play or not. There's all yeah. Really all, all not being there because. I think from the three seed all the way down to like the six, seven seed, there's only like a couple of games between them. So if they start losing the last couple of games, and they go from the three seed to a six seed or a seven seed. That's a huge difference. So I will say, so right now Memphis is sitting at two. two? So okay. they they have a six and a half uh, game. Uh, well, pretty much they're six and a half games behind Denver. No one's touching Denver. I think Denver's yeah. going to be the number one seed no matter what. But, you know, I don't know if they would slide all the way down to seventh necessarily, only because they're about six games ahead of Dallas, who's sitting in the seventh seed right now. Um, So I think they're going to avoid the play-in regardless, unless they, like, completely just, you know, stop winning. Um, But you got uh, Sacramento that's a game behind, Phoenix that's – three games behind at the four seed golden state five games behind and then minnesota six which how the hell is minnesota the six seed right now (laughs) that doesn't make any sense to me but anyways so you know there there, it's gonna take a big drop off by the grizzlies you know to slip that badly but they i (laughs) I don't know. I mean, remember last time they lost Jaw for a good amount of time? They yeah. they started winning more. And then someone else tore their Achilles this weekend. Oh, Brandon Clark. Clark yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, two, that's a big two miss. Big yep. Yep. So, they they're going to they they're going to have to figure that's some bad. things out quickly, man. You know what's crazy? You think after all this, Mikey will regret Cutting Kyrie. Oh, why do you think that? Cause I seen that on the topic list, and I was like, "Hmm, I want to hear what you think." Why? Why do you think that? Because say, say like this turns into more stuff, or say like throughout his career, Jaw does more stuff similar to this, and constantly in news for guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, like you want, would they rather deal with that type of stuff? Or would they rather deal with Kyrie? Because Kyrie mm-hmm. never did anything illegal. They never had investigations from that. It was just him. The main thing was the vaccine, which, whatever, you could go either side. That's more, like, opinion-based. But then the stuff with Amazon, he was that was really stupid. But at the end, look, it also wasn't illegal. So it depends where your ethics are in that. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. the right thing to do. Obviously, it made sense for Nike to come for that. But at the same time, would they rather deal with that or deal with the John Moran stuff? Hmm. I don't know. I think I, I, I hear what you're saying. I think um, the direct question, question if Nike will regret it, um, I think, I think, hmm, I don't think so. I'm going to say no, only because, you know, we saw what happened with Kanye and Adidas, mm-hmm. and you know, it's reported that Kanye 
and Adidas have reached a deal to sell the rest of their merchandise yeah. that they have like just stored in warehouses and things like that of the of the Yeezy brand, right? So they didn't even come back to an actual like deal to continue to sell new Yeezy merchandise. It's just the rest that they have in stock. Yeah. So like same situation with Kyrie and uh, and Kanye, you know, where they both said anti-Semitic things and they were both kind of ditched by their endorsement deal with Nike and Adidas respectively. But then with Adidas, they're like, all right, we at least want to sell the rest of the stuff because Yeezys are like the prime real estate <laughs> for Adidas. Like they make a, a large am amount of the profits that come back to Adidas. Um, while Ky uh, Kyrie, now he may make, you know, a good amount of change for Nike. Don't get it twisted. But it's not nearly oh, to the yeah. same power of Kanye's brand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so that's why I say they probably won't regret it. Because the, with the way Nike works, too, they're a well-oiled machine where there's always someone next after oh, him. You know, like, it's not like it's going to just be Kyrie and we're done, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Because there's always always that next superstar. There's always that next person. Just like Ja was to Kyrie. That took, like, a week. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, man. I mean, and someone brought up a good point to me the other day. Um, not even so. One of my one of my boys, actually, my friend VJ off the Dagger podcast. Um, he was like, "Man, like a lot of these players are getting sneaker deals so early now," and you know that was a fair point at the time. I was just like, "Uh, like you know," but he's profitable, and you know, he it's always about you know how the player, what their projection is, you know, why they're gonna get a sneaker deal. They see them being a star of the league, and they want to get in on it early rather than later. However, like, there's also a marketing standpoint where you look at it like, okay, well, is this person going to cause an issue? Like, they, they like, pretty much you're saying they need to do more digging on the actual person yeah. rather than just what they're seeing on the court. Oh, 100%. Because then if they got to throw away all these new shoes or waste all the time making a new design for nothing, mm -hmm. if something happens within, like, a year of the deal, like, then it hurts both sides in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think Nike, they're they're gonna stick it stick it out with Ja, but they're gonna do what they do with everyone else. Like with Kyrie. They're gonna wait to hear more information. They're gonna wait for the investigation to come out. And as soon as it comes out that because that's what John needs to realize that like as loyal and as much as these people that he thinks are working in his favor are around him for him like he needs to realize that yo these people are not loyal to you they're about their bottom line and their money so if you start messing with their money you're you can become a forgotten face very easily there are a ton of talented people out there that did not make it to the nba and he was one of the fortunate ones to do it and he needs to he just needs to get it together yeah, just look at Gilbert Arenas. He was one of the top guards in the league. And they're just like, all right, see you later. Gone. Yep. Like, he was nothing. 
literally. And and the only reason why we still speak on his name is because, well, one of his antics on social media, but also he had a podcast that was relatively successful. And the NBA players that played with him still speak highly on his name because he was just that good. Like, if you weren't, like, that good, because at least Gilbert put in some years, you know, in the league. Ja, he's still scratching the surface. Yeah. You know, like, he's not a vet yet. And that's why it's, like, really important that they have a vet in that locker room and Steve Adams, who reportedly had a players-only meeting today, to be in that locker room telling dudes, like, what it is and how, like, you know, I, I think there's a report saying how Steve Adams told everybody, like, look, what what you guys are doing on the road and going out before games or doing X, Y, and Z, like, that's not going to fly. Like, we're not going to be successful if y'all keep doing this type of stuff and having these type of behaviors. So, you know, always important to have a vet. That's why everyone says Memphis is, you know, immature. Yeah. And you see, like, the Vince Carters of when he was in the league, like, dudes like that, that probably shouldn't be, not shouldn't be in the league, but, like, don't play that many minutes. Like, Udonis Haslam. I don't know. He probably hasn't played in like like the last 50 games for the Heat probably. He'll probably play like five minutes a game, but he's super valuable to that team for what he brings on the side. Kind of like a player's coach. And more yeah. especially now, he does that. But sadly, the league is getting younger and younger, and there's less of those guys around. Yeah, yeah. Shout out UD. About to retire officially at the end of the season, so. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, yeah, 20 years. I'll be, or uh, 21. No, no, you're right. It is 20 because it came in the same time as LeBron and D-Wade. Yeah, so, yeah, it'll be sad to see him go. But I guess to stick with some more, you know, somewhat serious news, but with Brandon Miller, um, you know, I, you want to introduce this topic? I know a lot of people probably know about it, but um if you want to introduce it. Yeah, so supposedly, I don't know if there's a ton of information out or actual proof, but he gave his teammate the gun that he used to ultimately shoot two people in the car. And there's been a lot of outrage because Brandon Miller is still playing. So there's so many <laughs> people that are saying, like, he shouldn't be playing, blah, blah, which is kind of hard, I think, in a way, because – Obviously, the school is doing really well. They were ranked too, but I think they lost recently. So mm. the schools wants to run with that. So like March Madness, all this stuff. At the same time, if he actually did find the gun and give the dude a gun, there's no way he should be playing. Like that's insane. Like if it was like any one of us, there would have been um then we would be in jail too because you helped the crime. So if he, the person who shot those two people goes to jail for murder then he could t- could go to jail for murder as well so that's definitely a really hard situation depending on what proof the and that the police have yeah and i'm reading here too like this 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 isn't just like any college player you know in in that's playing you know yeah. just out there you know this is a high level d1 athlete and brandon miller just named SEC Player of the Year, yep. and he had a 40-point game just the other day. Like, 
this dude. He's gonna be top five pick. Like he's without elite. his other stuff, yeah. like talent wise, easy. Yeah, another another player that's getting caught up in some BS off the court and you know, hanging around the wrong people. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is this is it's getting kind of wild to see. Like these are two very similar situations between John Morant and Brandon Miller. And <laughs> you know, there's very light, you know, punishments to happen from it. It doesn't even look like Miller was punished at all. Cause I know he played like Literally yeah. the next game <laughs> after the accusations came out. Yeah, the next day was when – or the next time he played after the accusations was when he scored 40 points. But then the game after that, for the intro, they, like, had him down, which – have yeah, which a lot of people do for, like, introductions. But to do that after the accusations, that's so dumb. That's wild. Um, and it, a murder <laughs> – yeah, like you know, like it's not like you just. This is a murder to happen, and I mean, I guess all in all, I know it's hard. It's unclear on like you know how involved Miller was in the whole situation, and that's why they're allowing him to play. But man, I mean, didn't we just see the same thing with Amani Bates? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like same another situation, and he got suspended. And exactly, he was away and from that's, the team. It was exactly. In- and he, I think it ended up being, like, not his gun. And, like, he was, like, clear of it. Yeah. But if he got in trouble and it wasn't even his, and this dude literally gave his teammate a gun to go murder someone, that's on a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. It will, again, this is just another thing where we have to just wait and see what happens, you know. Yeah. You know, I have no idea what's going to happen. However... You know, we as long as he keeps playing and playing well, like nothing's really seeming like it's gonna stop him from getting to to, to the league. Yeah, the school's not gonna stop it because they want all that March Madness money. That is a fact. It's always about the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, because they're the number one seed in the SEC tournament. Probably gonna be a top one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. So if they make it to the Final Four and they make it far. That's so much recognition for them, especially for Alabama. That's considered only a football school, right? But did you also see the quote from Nate Oates? I I remember seeing something. It was like he kind of like threw it like under the table, like it was nothing. Yeah, he was like he was like wrong place, wrong time, right, or something like right. that. Right, and then there's like there's nothing you know that we could discipline him for, and. But then he later, like, recanted that statement, and then he was, like, saying he didn't want to downplay it or whatever. But, you know, it's just it, – I, I just bring that up to just be, like, it shows, like, how much these schools are yeah. surrounding themselves around these players and, like, trying to make sure that, you know, they're protecting their assets. You know, they, they see these college athletes as assets now, you know, which is nice, but also at the same time it's, like, so what extent are we going to be doing this? Now that they're making this money, now they're, like, really protecting these players. Like, and, and they should. However, in this instance. Not when they're like, wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. This is, like, it's <laughs> like, protect like, them ah. for something something important. Like, I'd rather protect them and give them money for, or give them stuff that they deserve than protect them for some, for some crime that they committed. Because th- I'm yeah. pretty sure the lady that died had a kid. 
so now when kids don't grow up their entire life without mom like that's pretty that's pretty sad yeah yeah um well more so you brought up a point about you know players getting paid um in college basketball or just in college sports in general but i found something interesting with this uh miami investigation specifically for name image and likeness it's the first of its kind um, we've never seen a sanction be handed down on a school yet for NIL violations. So this is, you know, the first precedent that we're ever that we've seen um, for this landscape. And I think it's a really big deal because it takes place or it's involving two of the biggest stars that used NIL and the Cavender twins. And if people don't know who the Cavender twins are, um, two women's basketball players, very good. Um, and they played for Louisville prior to. Uh, and then they transferred to Miami. And the transfer was kind of sudden, uh, most believe. And it seems like the alleged story was that maybe a week after the Cavender twins had a dinner with a very well-known booster in Miami, um, they had a dinner with him at his house. Um, which is directly uh, a direct violation to NCAA uh, recruitment rules where, and I can even pull up the rule itself, specifically saying that legislation does not allow a booster to play any role, any role in the recruiting process. <laughs> so having dinner with prospective student athletes, there may be student athletes at a different school, but they're not, a student athlete at your school, which makes them prospective student athletes. Um, these PSAs, as we'll call them, in the Cavender Twins, had dinner with this guy. And then a week later, joined Miami. So naturally, the NCAA investigated, found a violation, and now sanctioned Miami. And I'm trying to see what the sanctions are. Um, but either way, besides the fact of the sanctions, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up because it led me to the question of extra benefits, because I feel like that's such a vague term, especially when it comes to name, image, and likeness, where, and even before then, no one really knew what extra benefits meant. And the only definition that they give us here, let me pull it up. I have it right here. Extra benefits. Sorry, I thought I had it up. So it refers to any special arrangement to provide the student athlete or his or her relatives or friends with a benefit not expressly authorized by NCAA legislation. So what does that mean to you, Chris? <laughs> it means how many violations would there actually be? Yeah. <laughs> they investigated every single person. That can, be, that can mean so many different things. It's so vague. Yeah. But I think it's more interesting, the timing of it, because the NCA hasn't said anything about NIL, and this is its second season. And the Twins have, I think it's their second season at Miami, I'm pretty sure. Oh, is it? I think so. See, I was under the impression that this was their first. However, either way, 
it sounds like this is something, whether there was this last season or the season prior, it seems like the issue was the fact that they had dinner with this booster beforehand, before they signed their letter yeah. of intent. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's kind of dumb because Miami has such a good sports law program and so many of their professors are adjunct professors that are actual like sports law attorneys. So it makes the most sense for them to go there for those lawyers and those professors to help them out with their NIL process. Like, why now? Like, that's kind of a weird thing. To have all this information come about right before the, the NCAA tournament, I feel like it is mm. kind of weird. Yeah, no, I can see that. I guess, like, again, I had the time. Maybe there's a good chance I could add the timeline timeline wrong. Um, so, I I mean, if, if that were the case where this was something that happened some years ago and, you know, they are just now taking a peek at it two years later, that does seem pretty odd um, and definitely something to question. Um Something I also saw was, you know, about the boosters. And, you know, again, going back to extra benefits, uh, the big thing was that this guy is a booster. And boosters, you know, they they have a bad, rep- you know, they have a bad rep <laughs> um, when it comes to schools, especially before NIL. But now, you know, even in the NIL era, boosters can have no contact specifically with prospective student-athletes. And that was even before NIL, I mean. So, you know, the fact, again, that he had dinner with them, no matter when it happened, the fact that he had contact with these players before they even signed a letter of intent, especially because they were trying to recruit them in that process, you know, the yeah. it, and it even came out that the coach was the one that set up the dinner to begin with. <laughs> so I it just looked it up, yeah. and this is their first year. That was my mistake. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. So, okay. So, I guess back to what I was saying. Now that that this was their first year, and we know that, um, yeah, it's just like, why was this a recruitment? You know, why would the coach even do this? Like, and did they know? Like, who's in the compliance office? Like, I mean, I just have a lot of questions just looking (laughs) at it. But you know, it, it brought me to again the point of like extra benefits. I think it's a dumb thing that they can't have dinner with a booster who could potentially give them, you know, money. Yeah, 100%. Because maybe that booster is a lawyer that was like, hey, if you come here, we can help you out with your deals. Like, you know who the guy is. You never know. And, like, why single them out? Because probably every top athlete for basketball, football, whatever, they probably have talked to so many boosters, they probably can't even keep count. Exactly. Like, like, if they're going to single out one person, all right, so, so go single out and go investigate everyone else. And especially, like, this makes the NCAA look bad. Like, not even, like, Miami, right? Like, no one cares. Like, it makes no. the NCAA look like they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's interesting in this NIL era is, like, the, you know, they're trying to make this a fair playing field for all schools by having this out there they they want to maintain that rather um that that fair uh competitiveness for everyone however it's just not gonna happen like it's the same thing that we see 
in the NBA with a soft cap league, the people that make the most money and even any league, the teams that have the most money are going to be the teams that are the most successful because they're the ones that can afford it. And that's why we look at the Bamas of the world and the Floridas and these just these big blue blood schools that simply are just more wealthy and they can afford these players to come there. So then, you know, if you're a, I don't know, if you're a Hofstra, even though Hofstra is a very, you know, good school, no knock to them, but if they're trying to compete with Georgia, you know, it, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it comes to young. who's the highest bidder. Oh, always. And even before NIL was kind of like that, because guys were still getting deals under the table. So it's really like nothing really is changing that much. Yeah, I thought another dumb thing that the NCAA has as a rule that I also wanted to highlight was that a booster can provide occasional meals for an enrolled student athlete or team. That's an actual rule (laughs) towards these college athletes that they can't even be provided meals from boosters. And it can only be occasional. So they define occasional as once a month a booster can do this. That is the dumbest thing ever, and it has no rhyme or reason for it. Yeah, someone wants to give them food every day. They own a restaurant. What's that going to do? Why can't they feed players? What's wrong with feeding people? (laughs) Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I want to know what their reasoning was. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And they have so many rules like that in the NCAA. And that's why I wanted to highlight it, because I wanted some of our listeners to realize, no matter what side of the fence you are, for players getting paid or not, college athletes getting paid or not, student athletes should be allowed to get meals paid for for them or whatever they're, they're, they're on scholarship for a reason if you, you if you want to be that bitter person you know that you just oh i was cut my junior year of high school so that's why i didn't make college ball but why should they be getting paid more or why should they be getting any extra benefits over a regular student it's because they're not a regular student and they have practices they have games they have uh film they have uh they have to travel they have so many other things that they have to do. They have engagements that they have to go to where they may need to go speak to the kids. They need to go and do like, you know, just uh pro bono type work. They just need to go out and, you like know, like go out to the community. Guys. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many things that they have to do as student athletes where it doesn't make any sense for them to not be able to have at least a, more meals from boosters like having an occasional meal once a month i think that's dumb if a booster wants to give them as many meals as they want from their restaurant for free as long as they live in their city and play for their I school know. then who cares who cares it makes, it makes their lives easier because sometimes they have to go so far to the student center or if the student center is closed most of the time when the games are over or like like after all the games like the team will go get food but they go get like Chick Fil A and like stuff like that. Like, how are you going to go play a full game and go eat Chick Fil A after? Like, that's how you get injured, and there's probably still not even enough protein, calories, all that type of stuff. So mm. they need more than that. Yeah, I mean that's a very uh, 
What were you gonna say? Go buy, and then they're not gonna go buy groceries and like cook. Like that's crazy. After them having pretty much two two full time jobs practically. They leave, yeah. go to class, go to practice or games, they go sleep. That's it. That's their whole day for like four or five months. Yep. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I I ain't gonna lie though. In high school I was definitely a McDonald's after the <laughs> not even after <laughs> I had McDonald's before <laughs> games in high school. And I don't know how I did that, but you know, these are D one athletes. Like they shouldn't yeah. be, you know, eating like a peanut butter and jelly before a game, even though, I mean, that's probably actually a good thing, but you know what I mean though? Like they shouldn't like be real, like, like yeah. 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 They should be offered a lot of things because they're bringing a lot to the school mm-hmm. and it's as simple as that. Um, and you know, anyone could argue it, but that's just my two cents on that. But, um, Let's make a transition to the good old NBA. We alluded to it earlier, talking about your Brooklyn Nets. I haven't got the chance to talk to you. Uh, man, your team is not your team anymore. Who are these guys out there now? Uh, talk to me. Walk me through how you felt seeing, you know, one by one these players just leave. <laughs> I feel like it's karma, man. <laughs> when we got Kyrie and Durant, I was like making fun of all my friends that were Knicks fans. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to. But now, honestly, I don't really feel that bad now. Cause like at first, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, we kind of had a chance. Maybe this year we were playing well. Like we we're hoping to get Durant back once he was back. Maybe we could have made a run, done something. But now I'm just like, all right. We're kind of like in the same position before we got Kyrie and Durant. So it's not really the end of the world. And Mikel Bridges is playing crazy right now. So Yeah, he is. He can play at all-star level consistently, especially next year. Hey, maybe we're two pieces away, two stars away, couple trades here and there. You never know. We can be right back into things. Because right now we're probably, talent-wise, like fifth, sixth seed in the East which really isn't too bad. We have a lot of guys that work hard and can shoot the three and play really good D. So when they get used to each other, they're like off and on right now. There's one game that'll get blown out. Another game's will win. The other day they came back from 28 from the Celtics. So like they're all over the place. So it'll be cool to see yeah. next year, like who stays, who doesn't like see how they fit for a whole season getting used to each other. Because that must be hard for them to go all the way from Phoenix to Brooklyn. They have to ship all their stuff. In Phoenix, they probably had so much space, and now they're in a little apartment probably. Like, that's whole whole new stuff to get used to. So, I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. excited to see. Like, this year, they'll probably lose first round. But I'm pretty excited to see what they do over the summer and next year, too. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though. Because looking at Brooklyn, this this is just a testament to how well you guys were playing. We, we've never seen anything like this where, you know, a team like Brooklyn was playing so well. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as KD gets injured, all it took was that oh, for it to be like, yeah, for everything to just hit the fan completely. Because you guys were what? You guys were a, a top three seed for like, you guys were number yep. one for quite some time and then 
Boston eventually took over. Uh, Milwaukee started making a run again. And then, you know, Philly's been pretty decent all season long. But, you know, you guys were at the top of the top when it was Katie yeah. and Kyrie just hooping. And then all of a sudden, Katie goes down. And then, you know, you start hearing rumblings about Kyrie some games later on. And you're just like, okay, like, you know, you're not making nothing of it. And all of a sudden, Kyrie requests a trade. Like, that was just weird. Like, I want them to say, like, exactly what the problem was. Because all the players seem to like each other. But James mm-hmm. Harden was the first one that was like, oh, there's, like, some dysfunction going on here. So is yeah. it, was it the coaches? But they got a new coach, Jack Vaughn. So I don't think it could be that. Because he he's been doing really, really well. Is it the office? Is it the GM? Is it the owner? Is the owner trying to be too involved? Is the GM trying to be too involved? Like, what exactly is it? Like, I don't know. Because if everyone likes each other on a team, then it has to be something. To have three star players be wanting a trade that's never been seen before. In such yeah, a short yeah. amount of time, too. Like, in one year time, you have three people that are top 10, top 12 players in the league who want to leave, like, there has to be something, something huge. That's a very good point. I never really thought of it that way, to be honest with you. And that's that's really huge, actually. Yeah, I mean, there has to be more at play. And, you know, even, like, Kyrie, he doesn't want to speak on it. James doesn't. James spoke on it a little bit, but he still didn't really get fully into why he left. Um, KD, he just was like, look, once Kyrie left, that was the final straw. And he's like, I gave them a a shot and an opportunity last summer to correct this. And, you know, he gave them more time. And then as soon as Kyrie said he was leaving, it's like, there's literally no argument Brooklyn, Brooklyn could have made to keep Kevin Durant. Like, they had to let him go. Yeah, at that point, what's he going to stay for? For them to lose second round, probably? Right. And that's a whole year wasted for him. It's not like he has all these years left at that high level. No, he's only getting older, man. I mean, still yeah. playing elite, Crazy. elite, elite basketball. Um, but, you know, I just think it's such an interesting thing. So, you know, speaking of Kyrie, you know, now he's obviously with Dallas and Luca. Now they're not playing particularly well. Yeah. Uh what they won either. maybe they're not playing bad, but they're not playing well. They're not playing great either. They had that one game where they both dropped forty plus combined for like eighty something points. Yeah, you know, that's great. But um I want to know what is your prediction for the Mavericks? Where do they end the season? Mm-hmm. Um, what what seed do they end with? Uh, and how do you think it'll work out in the playoffs? I think they'll be the fourth seed, probably. Okay, they'll probably play the Clippers. I feel like, and that'll, that'll be, be that'll be a pr- that'll be a pretty good series to see. They're not really, like, both dysfunctional, but they both haven't really played enough together. Because mm-hmm. Kyrie and Luka, they keep losing games in the fourth quarter. Like, they get these, not crazy leads, but they'll get, like, 10 to 20-point lead, and then they'll lose it because they're not really used to playing with each other 
because that one I forget who it was against. You could see them in the last play of the game literally pass each other the ball like hot potato, and they yep. even get a shot off. So I, they definitely need more time. Like if Kyrie comes back next year, I think they'll be ten times better and be really good by the time the playoffs start next year. But then on the other hand, with the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi are always hurt. So they really haven't played that much together, even though their roster is 10 times better than most of the teams probably in the league. But they really haven't been, they don't really have the best record because there's no, like, they don't have to, like, players aren't playing with each other. It's hard for a dude that's a starter to be like, all right, you're the guy today. But then tomorrow when Kawhi's back, you got to be a role player again. Like, that's so weird for them to go from being the dude to being like, all right, stand in the corner and watch. Like, that's so hard. So that'll be cool to see in a series who can get it together the fastest. And I don't know, that could be like a six, seven game series can come down to one or two possessions, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Luca's had the Clippers number for quite some time when it comes to the playoffs, so. I would love to see him with Kyrie to go against those guys, too. I think that would be a phenomenal series, especially now that we included Russ, just the drama in that. They're not playing too well with Russ being there. But, you know, again, new team. I think because we're in such a microwave era where we expect things to come quickly and to work right away, like, I think to your point, like, I think this is something where they're going to have to look into doing this again uh you know next year if they want to however Kyrie is in his contract year and I'm of the prediction that Dallas will end as you know five seed six seed something like that um they'll just barely get out of being in the uh play-in tournament I think they'll have a solidified spot in the playoffs I think depending on who they end up playing against first um now, if they end up so if they end up at the sixth seed, right, they would have to play Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I think Sacramento beats them. Okay. I think Sacramento is my dark horse for conference finals this year. Okay. I think they're that yeah. good, and people are underestimating them because they're in a smaller market. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think Sacramento is going to be great. So I think they end up losing to Sacramento in the first seed. However. I wish they would have more time to figure it out and run it back, but I think Kyrie leaves next season. I think he big finds his way to go back to L.A. where he wanted to go to originally and team up with LeBron and A.D. Um, how will the Lakers have that money? No idea. But they always figure it out, and it goes back to the highest bidder. And, you know, the Lakers have a, a endless amount of wealth when it comes to getting players, so you know, I think they'll be just fine there. But it's also tough because Kyrie's looking for, like, a, I don't know about a max, but he's looking for a good chunk of change. He's not looking for anything cheap. So I'm interested to see how much he signs for next year. Uh, Dallas, that might be, like, the biggest uh, pitch that Dallas could save for him is that they could actually sign him for probably more than what the Lakers can offer. Fair. Do you think he goes to or has a chance to go to the Suns? Oh God! Uh, if he gets, I hope not. <laughs> say they offer him like four years, 
maybe like a little less than 200 mil. So say he makes like 40 something mil a year. That's kind of what Chris Paul was making. Though just those contracts could be kind of similar. Just flip them because I think this is Chris Paul's last year, I think. Or they're looking to ship him too. They're looking for a new point guard. So trades Chris Paul, bringing Kyrie, never know. That's true. You never know. And I'm just looking up Chris Paul and looking up the end of his contract here. So like you said, four-year, 120. So, ooh, that's interesting. So this year he has a fully guaranteed contract for $28.4 million. By the end of this season, going into next season, he has a partially guaranteed contract. No idea what that even means. I guess, it, oh, okay, here's what it means. 15.8 mil is guaranteed. And then, let's see. Fully guaranteed on June 28, 2023. That's an interesting kicker i've never seen that before with a player of his caliber like that's uh that's interesting i honestly yeah i want to i'm definitely gonna read more into that because i feel like that's uh not of the norm especially with someone like chris paul but you know he's not an unrestricted free agent until 2025 so they'll try to trade him so, yeah. Yeah, it looks like this is something where they have to really decide on their future, like this summer as the Suns and like whether they want to go into the next season with Chris Paul. And it really is going to look like how they're going to end the season. Um, so I guess we could even transition over to the Suns now that we're talking about them with KD, another <laughs> person from the Nets that left. Um, and obviously probably the biggest trade of all time in the NBA. So what's your predict, predict, prediction with the Suns this season? And do you think it'll work out? I think it'll work out. It seems like they're clicking pretty well. Because was it yesterday or two days ago? Um, Booker and Durant both had 30. Yep. So like, it's going to be insane to watch. It's kind of like video game type stuff. Because they're such both good shooters from three and the mid-range that you can't double them. You're going and there's so much space nowadays because the Suns, they run a lot of horn sets. So you have so much space on one side of the court that they're going to kill teams. Like there's going to be no way that they can guard these guys, especially having Chris Paul as a point guard. He's so smart that he's going to get these guys open so quickly. But for yeah. them in the postseason, their main thing is going to be, can everyone stay healthy? Because Chris Paul, Durant, and Booker have been injury-prone prone recently. And at the end of the day, will they have enough gas to be in the finals? Because since they've been hurt, they might not have the cardio. But at the very, very least, they have to be in the Western Conference Finals and at least make it to game six, seven. Like, make it, like, super competitive. If not, then it's going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, if they lose, like, second round, like, what do they do in the offseason? Like, it's, it's not like they have too many pieces that can trade. Um, 
now they have to pay all these guys so much money. Their bench is a little bit depleted now. So, like, what guys could they possibly bring in a free agency? It's going to be kind of difficult to see. But on a talent standpoint, they have to make the final. Like, they should make the finals. Like, if I had to bet anyone, I would bet them. Yeah. I see, man, the West is so open right now yeah. to who's going to the finals. I, I, I have to go with Denver or mm-hmm. Sacramento for me. Okay. I know a bunch of people right off Sacramento, like instantly, but mm-hmm. I, I, I look at that team so highly that like I could see like Denver and Sacramento. Now, right now, Denver and Sacramento, they're on a crash course to meeting before then. However, mm-hmm. if the, I, I don't know, man, that series may go to seven. <laughs> like I'm, I'm that hype on the Sacramento train. Put me on the Sacramento train. However, yeah, they have a better chance than the Nuggets. Honestly, see that's and that's like the 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 conversations that's been having lately. People been having lately about you know Jokic and like potentially winning his third MVP straight and still not making it over that hill to even getting in the finals. You know what I mean? Like, I, and the fact that you can you you think that you know Denver can lose to Sacramento with the three time three time consecutive MVP on that roster. I mean, that says a lot about how good Sacramento is. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, you kind of have seen this with Embiid the last couple of years. When your best player is a center, it's so hard to get him the ball in the playoffs and certain points in the game, especially at the end of games. Like, you really need a lot of guards to spread the floor and uh, can get a bucket at the end of the game. And Jamal Murray's coming back from ACL injury. It's still been – he's still been playing a lot, but you never know if he still has the legs. Like, you've seen Clay like, last year. Last year to this year, he's so much better this year. So, maybe Jamal Murray needs that extra time and can't be that guy we saw in the bubble right away. And if Man. he's not, like, he's pretty much that guy that's going to bring them to this place that they're going to go. If he's at a high level, they can – definitely could make the finals but if he's not then i could see them losing pretty quickly honestly thousand percent agree couldn't agree more we haven't seen jamal murray be the same since the bubble since him and donovan mitchell had that crazy series going back and forth like we haven't seen that from him we've seen it with donovan clearly scoring 71 but we haven't seen uh jamal be back to that type of playing style but to also answer my question my own question about KD and Phoenix, my prediction this year is that they lose probably in the second round uh, okay. to a team that's just been more collective, more together for a longer period of time. However, I think it does come down to Chris Paul. I think, you know, watching him right now scoring like two points in a game, four points in a game, trying to get KD and Booker to play together, also trying to get Aiden into the mix, like – that Chris Paul's been taking a step back, and that's great. He had to, but I don't know if that playing style of his works for their team. Like, and especially if he's not shooting well, he needs to be able to knock down some open shots, some open threes. He was able to do it the other night against Dallas, um, so that's good. But I want to make sure that he's consistent in doing that. Um, and I guess will it work? It depends on what your definition of working is. For me, 
you know, and I think most people when you're talking about the sun should be championship or bust. Mm-hmm. Um, man, see, it's tough because after we saw with Brooklyn, we never know. We just yeah. never know. Now they don't have a wild card in Kyrie. They also didn't have a wild card in COVID vaccinations, all this craziness happening around their team that the Brooklyn Nets had to face. But man, I just have a hard time seeing KD win a championship with this team as presently constructed. Because when it comes down to the playoffs, you need to rely on your 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 role players. Like you, I'm not expecting campaign to be that guy to come into the game and change this entire thing in the playoffs. I just don't see that for him. Um, Landry. I don't even know if he's playing right now. I think he's been injured for a little bit. Um, so I don't even know who they have coming off their bench. Um, you know, I, I know they have Joshua Kogi who's starting for them and he's playing well as of late, but it's just, you know, I just don't know who they have. Yeah, TJ Warren, when he was with the Nets, he was playing pretty well. But he's another guy that gets hurt a lot. You never know. Yeah. Damien speaking Lee, of... he's a good shooter, but he's not the type of person to, like, go get you a bucket at the end of the game. Right. No, I was just going to say, speaking of a player, TJ Warren, that hasn't been the same since the bubble. I mean, but I think that, that was his... the type of guy that everyone thought they were going to get. Yeah, he broke his foot, I'm pretty sure, with the Pacers. And he had, like, a lot of complications, I'm pretty sure, with that. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent a tough thing to come back yeah, from. Crazy. But, but yeah, I mean, so definitely something to look out for. I'm excited to see what the rest of the season brings. Um, I don't know. Do you want to get into, I guess, towards the end here, since just a little bit for time. Um, I was going to do a little NBA trivia with you. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see it. Well, okay. I just added it. So I guess I'll just ask you the question today. And it's just like not even like it's not even from this year or anything like that. It's just like to test our basketball knowledge and things like that. I feel like we needed to spice up our our, our pot a little, spice it up with a little bit of games or things like that. So who was the NBA? This is going to be an easy one. Maybe it's not. Who was the NBA? Finals MVP in 2005. 2005. It's one of three people. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say Tony Parker or Tim Duncan. Mm. You got to well, choose. I think Tony, I think this is the year Tony Parker got it. Maybe. Okay. I'm actually, first off, that was really good. Your knowledge is a lot more extensive than mine. I just made it up off the top of my head on what question <laughs> I was going to ask you. And it was actually Tim Duncan that year. But the fact that you even guessed correctly that the it was the Spurs in that, I don't think I would have guessed it because I think I would have guessed like the Lakers or something just because it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. But um, I did know in 05, just off the top of my head, that the Pistons played – against somebody but i couldn't remember who it was off the top of my head and then when i looked it up just now 
I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, it was the Spurs. And then you said Tony Parker or Tim Duncan. I was like, oh, dang. Like, that was an easier question than I thought. <laughs> and that was a hard one for me. So I'm glad you were able to do it. But, yeah, yeah so. It's funny. In the early 2000s, it was like the Lakers and Spurs, like, almost like every other year, kind of. Right. It was like so you had a good stretch, guess. Stretch. Yeah, yeah, you had a good, you know, good chance of figuring it out. Um, okay. Well, that's a good one, man. But, yeah, uh, so next next time. We'll, we'll we'll try and uh i'm hoping to like get this into something where like we could call someone as like a yeah. guest for help like if we really oh, don't cool. know it just yeah. call someone and have them on the air and be like yo you're on the podcast right now i just <laughs> need to ask you a question i feel like that would be kind of funny so sick. yeah so we'll look into that um hopefully bringing in uh a who's balling topic of just choosing one positive thing you've seen throughout the week to highlight it um, I think that would be a dope thing to implement too but yeah man just trying to start off fresh with season 2 and uh, hopefully we can keep building from there but uh, definitely good to see you my guy looking forward to it